You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, so uh, that's not how you wanted the weekend to go. No. Welcome back to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Moose Michaels. The Cardinals dropping two of three to San Diego at home, losing three to five on Friday, four to six on Saturday. Yesterday, though, picking up that win four to one behind a very dominant performance by Adam Wainwright. Man, oh man, talk about a return to form. Talk about going back in time and showing us exactly what Wayno can do when Wayno is on. We're going to get to uh, that in a minute, kind of recap the weekend very briefly for you. Uh, Take a look ahead at the Dodgers series. Also, are the Cardinals using the optimal lineup right now? Why doesn't Mike Schilt change anything up? We're going to dive into that just for a moment as well in our first segment. In our second segment, an interview's making the rounds where Albert Pujols goes into why he left St. Louis. Yeah, offseason of 2011. The Cardinals just won their 11th World Series. Tony La Russa just retired. And, well, Pujols decides that, well, he's going to go to Los Angeles. The interview was a very interesting one. We're going to talk about it coming up as well. It's all right here on Locked on Cardinals. You can listen to uh, the show on the brand-new Himalaya podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you listen to your favorite shows. Let's get started with a weekend recap, and uh, the Padres coming to town, spoiling the Cardinals' home opener on Friday, beating them by a score of 5-3. Paul Paul DeYoung going uh, yard in that game, and Paul Goldschmidt getting his first uh, Cardinal home run at home in that game as well. uh, Basically, all weekend long, the story has been Andrew Miller cannot basically pitch at the moment. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, the bullpen kind of crapped the bed on both those games. Uh, and the thing is, it's not the whole bullpen. It's not the whole bullpen at all. Basically, Alex Reyes, Andrew Miller messing things up for the Cardinals. Saturday, the Cardinals also lose by a score of 4-6. to six. That was a game that really, it was another one of those games that shouldn't have been lost. The Cardinals uh, pulling ahead early on only to uh, lose it in the later innings. Andrew Miller once again uh, giving up. Some runs there and costing the Cardinals a game. The game last night, though, the Cardinals finally pick up their first home win of 2019 by a score of 4-1. to one. And uh, that game was highlighted by an incredibly dominant Adam Wainwright. Wainwright pitched a strong six innings, giving up five hits, one run, nine strikeouts. A very vintage form from Adam Wainwright. That curveball, if you watched the game, was working for him. He was deceptive, and he was just going at him. Now, I was listening to the game. Ricky Horton mentioned that maybe Wainwright was a little bit hesitant. Maybe he was, you know, the weather was a bit cold in his last start. Maybe he didn't quite realize that he could still do what he had to do. Well, this game, he figured it out. And if this is the Wainwright that we're going to see from here on out, that's going to be amazing. Thing is, I don't know if that's something that we can count on going forward. Seeing as this might be his last year in a Cardinals uniform, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, this is something you need to enjoy. Anytime he has a good outing like this, soak it in. Because you, the next outing is not guaranteed. He's so up and down, he's in the twilight of his career. When he can give you a strong game like that, absolutely 
soak that in. Colton Wong in the game yesterday as well. That uh that bunt to score Molina, and he still made it all the way to first base. Oh, it was so good. Wong currently leading the team in OPS at uh, 1.352. Goldschmidt uh, in its second at 962. Harrison Bader in at third uh, at 926. Well, actually, Goldschmidt's third, Bader's fourth. Matt Wieters is in second, but he's only appeared in one game, so I'm not counting that. So Goldschmidt second, Bader third. Now, that brings us to another uh Another idea here of what of what to kind of look at, because Mike Schilt has run out the same lineup pretty much for every game they've played so far. There's been a change, you know, when Azuna was out for that one game because of the MRI, you know, they stuck in Jose Martinez. But the question is, are they doing the optimal lineup that they can? Because I'm going to make the argument that they are not. They are not. Wong was batting, I believe, eighth yesterday. Eighth. Leading the team with an OPS of 1.352. Is he going to keep that up all year? Probably not. But you got to ride the hot hand. You got to ride the hot hand, and you got to move him up in the lineup. You absolutely got to get that guy hitting second because he's showing you he can do what he needs to do. Carpenter first, leading off. Colton Wong batting second, Paul Goldschmidt batting third, Paul DeYoung batting fourth, Marcelo Zuna batting fifth. That's your top five. That gives you a deeper top of the lineup. That gives uh, Goldschmidt maybe seeing some better pitches. It completely changes everything. But you got to ride the hot hand. And I don't know why Mike Schultz isn't doing that. Mike Schultz made several questionable calls uh, all throughout the season. The Padres game that Michael Watkins started on Saturday. Bases loaded. Cardinals at all around the pond. It's the fourth inning. Does Schilt pinch hit for Michael Wanker as he let him bat for himself? Now, it's a double-edged sword, and looking back on it, I'm not sure that it was the right or the wrong call. Because seeing what the bullpen ended up doing in the rest of that game, it would give you pause to wonder if that's why he left Waukee in, to try to get the bullpen some rest. And that's what he ended up doing, of course, leaving Waukee in. Waka, I, he, he made an out, and the rally was over. They, could they have used more runs? Sure. But if he had pulled Waka, and the bullpen came in when he did early on, with those extra runs that they maybe would have scored, would they have been enough? That's the question. The other question is Andrew Miller, what's going on with him? Says he's fine, says he's just got to work on his command. And it is a command issue. What about Alex Reyes? Alex Reyes can't throw a strike to save his life. That's why they send him back down to AAA. Uh, y- Yairo Munoz uh, heading down there with him as well. So, not the way you want to start your home series. Not at all. Dropping two of three to the Padres. You're now sitting four of six on the season. You're now sitting four and five on the season with a very dangerous Los Angeles Dodgers team coming in. And the Dodgers currently on a four-game winning streak. And apparently all they do is hit home runs. Miles Michaelis taking the mound tomorrow. Uh, the game time, I believe, 635. 
And this is going to be a real test. The Padres, they're not a rollover team. Manny Machado doing very well in form. Eric Cosmer doing well for him. But at the same time, this these the Padres, the Pirates, the Reds, these are teams you have to beat. You have to beat these teams. At the very least, you got to be winning the series. Because when teams like the Dodgers come to town, when the Brewers come to town, and when the Cubs catch fire, and they will, they, they finally got their second win. Though I did see an interesting tweet from Jeff, uh, Jeff Passan of, uh, where he said, of teams starting one and six, only three have made it to the postseason. Of those three, only one, the 95 Reds, went on to the National League Championship Series, which they ultimately lost. So it could be worse. It could be Cubs. Thankfully, we're Cardinals fans around here. Uh, that doesn't mean they're not going to be good. When those teams come to town, you've got to be ready for them. Those wins aren't guaranteed as good as those teams are. That's why when the Padres come to town, that's why when the Reds come to town, the Diamondbacks, when those guys come to town, you've got to make those plays. You've got to get those wins. I've been saying this from the get-go These games in April, they might be what caused the Cardinals to sink or swim later on in the year. Ten of your games against the Brewers, all year long, ten of them are in April alone. You've already lost three, seven to go. Well, excuse me, six to go. You've lost three, one, one, six to go. What are you going to do? So we got the Dodgers coming up after that, uh, heading down to Mexico. The uh, Reds going to be playing the Cardinals down there. And uh, tell you what, it's going to be a heck of a week for the Cardinals. They've got to get rolling against the Dodgers. They got to make work of the Reds. Because after that series against Cincinnati and Mexico, it's right back with the Brewers. Then the Mets. And then the Brewers again before you go back into Cincinnati, and then you get Washington. So, after yesterday's game, you got the Dodgers today for a four-game series. A day off on Friday, then you head down to Mexico, and you get Cincinnati for a couple of days. After Cincinnati, it's back with the Brewers. A great team. The Dodgers are a good team. Cincinnati probably still trying to find themselves. The Mets... On paper, supposed to be a pretty good team. Then it's back to the Brewers. Then you got Cincinnati again at home. And then you got Washington for a four-game series. There's not a whole lot of breaks here in this month. It's a rough start to the season. And you've got to get going. You have to get going. What did you like about this weekend? What did you not like? Let us know at Locked on STL. Uh, be sure to use this, uh, use a brand new Himalaya podcasting app to listen to us. Uh, I'll tell you what, curated playlist, mm-hmm. beautiful UI, check. This is a podcast app to use. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. In our next segment, going to be talking about that Albert Pujols interview and uh, what he had to say about why he left St. Louis. It's right here on Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Guys, when you're on deck and getting ready to step up to the plate, you got to be sure you're ready to swing for the fences. 
But if you're looking for that fastball, when you get a curve instead, that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is the first chewable of its kind with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity to swing for the fences arises. Now, listen, Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping and handling. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code MLB to try it free. That promo code MLB. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Welcome back, Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Moose Michaels with you. Good morning. It's Monday, April 7th, 2019. The Dodgers come to town uh, later this evening for the first game of their four-game series. So um, you can watch that, I believe, on Fox Sports Midwest. Listen to it on your local Cardinals affiliate. So I believe it was it was last Thursday when this interview aired or went online. I didn't see it till Friday afternoon. But Albert Pujols gave an interview and talked pretty candidly about why he left St. Louis to go to the Los Angeles Angels. And apparently, it all had to do with how the Angels showed they cared about him. This happened, what, seven years ago? He's been with the Angels seven years, which is crazy to think about in the first place. Uh, he signed before Christmas, and uh, this interview was on In-Depth with Graham Benzinger. And here's the deal. Apparently, Pujols, he loves the town of St. Louis. He loved his time with the Cardinals, loved Tony La Russa. What he didn't love, apparently, was how Cardinals' ownership handled negotiations. He said, quote, I felt that the approach they took wasn't showing me that they wanted me to be a longtime Cardinal. And he says that he believes he made the right decision. Of course, we all remember he won the World Series with the Cardinals 2011, the last championship St. Louis has gotten in a epic seven-game series against the Texas Rangers. Game six of that series, by the way, still the greatest World Series game of all time, in my opinion. Signed with the Angels in the offseason, 10 years, $254 million, more than the $210 million that St. Louis was offering him for the same number of years. And apparently, uh, all those rumors back then of a big deal with the Miami Marlins, also true. Poole says he turned that down as well. Said it was very hard to leave St. Louis. Quote, oh yeah, I don't want to lie to you. It was half of your life, pretty much you're in that city. The fans, your dream is try to finish, only finish in one uniform, be the Derek Jeter. But you know what, man? This game has changed. Now, let's face it. It's easy to look back and think to yourself that if Albert stayed in St. Louis, lifetime Cardinal, there's no doubt that after Stan the man, Pujols would probably be the most celebrated Cardinal ever. In fact, I don't know that Yachty would rise to, well, he's always been a fan favorite. I'm not taking anything away from Yachty. But he would always would have been in Pujols' shadow at that point. And when Pujols went to the Angels, he's not had the same success that he has, that he had with St. Louis. 
course, St. Louis got his prime years all the way up to age 31. Uh, and even though he's on the same team as Mike Trout, L.A. won a playoff appearance in the past seven seasons. That came in 2014. He's had a number of injuries. He's 39 years old now, hitting 241. One home run, two RBI, uh, I believe, uh, at nine games into the season. And uh, here's the thing about this year, too, which is interesting how the interview dropped. Pujols coming back to St. Louis for the first time since 2011. The Angels are uh, going to be in Bush Stadium June 21st through the 23rd. Pujols says, quote, it's hard. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be some tears. It's going to be a really emotional weekend. So watch the interview. It's very candid, said that uh, after he won back-to-back MVPs in 08 and 09, that the Cardinals had a chance to sign him then. They had a chance to approach him. He was all ears. He was all for listening. Had the chance to approach him and give him the deal that he wanted. I believe early on, though, they kind of offered him the Paul Goldschmidt deal. Five years, $130 million. Of course, to him, after what he's given him, but he took a team-friendly extension in the mid-2000s. He felt that was a little disrespectful. In fact, he said after the uh, World Series win, that he didn't hear from the Cardinals for a while. Bill DeWitt says it was one of the hardest off-seasons he had to endure. But what does this show you about how the Cardinals for an office in Moseliak are handling negotiations? He signed Matt Holliday. Pools was still there. You had Lance Berkman that year, and you had some fairly big names, a lot of them, a little bit older, a little bit on the backside of the career, Carlos Beltran in 2012 and 2013. But is this really a surprise given what we've seen? They were willing to make that commitment to Paul Goldschmidt. Five years, $130 million uh, reportedly. We know it's a five-year deal. It's, it's really the, the amount. That's kind of an unknown. Um. But they were unwilling to talk to Bryce Harper, generational talent. I have no idea if they even checked in on Manny Machado. I would have to imagine they at least did the due diligence. So what does this tell you about St. Louis's front office? How they view free agents and more importantly, how they view, well, longtime players, franchise players. Because after Pujols left, you notice they locked up Adam Wainwright when they had to. They locked up Yadier Molina pretty quick, too. Because the fans would probably revolt. Now, when he comes back to St. Louis in June, it will be tearful. He's going to get a standing ovation. He's going to be treated like a hero. Had they come back to Bush Stadium in 2012, that probably isn't the case. And there's also this question of, based on this interview, based on this interview where he talks about how Cardinal ownership treated him the way they did, in his mind, he's a no-doubt Hall of Famer. Is he going with an Angels hat? Or is he going wearing the birds? The STL. What do you think? Let me know. I locked on STL. I believe it's a coin flip. Uh, if he has a choice, he may end up with an Angels hat on as he heads into the Hall of Fame, which he undoubtedly will. And the Cardinals got the better end of that deal in the long run because Pujols has suffered a major decline, a decline that really started in that last year he was in St. Louis. But still to hear him talk candidly about those negotiations and what happened. Shed some light on how the front office really views players. 
They prefer the cheap, controllable talent. They prefer falling in love with prospects that they don't know is going to pan out. You know, I'm not, I hope Alex Reyes will be everything that he can be. Right now, he's, he's not. And it's not so much that I dislike a lot of these prospects. I love the prospects. Andrew Kinzer is going to be great. Nolan Gorman is killing it right now. But when you're so married to prospects that when a good player comes along in free agency or in a trade and you turn it down because you're just so absolutely sure about your prospects, I believe that's a little bit short-sighted. And I believe this Albert Pujols interview shows just exactly on a much larger scale how this front office thinks. I'd be curious to know what Mo and Bill DeWitt and all the rest of them think about it as well. This has been Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You can listen to us on the brand new Himalaya podcasting app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Please rate, review us. Let us know what you think. Good, bad, in between. I would love to hear from you. And uh, like I said, going to get some new equipment coming in soon. Things will be changing. We'll be able to call into the show. And uh, we're going to have some fun this season. I'll be seeing you tomorrow morning. You drink a brewski for the mooski.